Hello, I'm the Pirate Novelist, your captain through the rough seas of media. And I am DJ Low of HG, and I kind of almost died, but I'm alive, though. So how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you? And uh, this is episode eight, and what are we calling it? So the wolf almost died. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, other than how you doing on the base level, I'd, uh, I'd love to hear that story, just if you want to talk about that very briefly. So you see what happened was um, I've been dealing with a dental issue for the past two years. I had a dentist, like I have, I've been having an issue with my wisdom tooth and I wanted to get it out because mm-hmm. it got a little affected. The dentist in question that I went to cracked it and gave me a numbing agent that didn't work. Oh. And he swore that it did. I'm, and I'm looking at him like, I know what's in my mouth and I know what you put in there and I know what just happened. Those claws, my teeth, no. So he cracked them mm-hmm. um, and left them as such. So the nerve has been out this entire time for the past couple of years now. Mm-hmm. No, this past year. And I thought the, the infection got down to my chest because mm-hmm. I was having chest pains. So, of course, as anybody would, I promptly freaked out and promptly broke like 15 speeding signs to get to the hospital yeah and i'm talking to man i said chest pain i was in the wheelchair i had ekg done they did x-rays on my mouth and my chest i'm talking i was in a dark ass room because i requested that shit i had iv put in the the entire nine yards i was Mm. in the gown and everything so i was low-key thinking i'm gonna die because of my damn mouth this is this is like perfect so I have a, like, a, a different kind of story where, you know, when you have one of those moments where it said, this is how I die, not in a giant spectacular fashion, but in like something small, you almost had the perfect way you were going to die. Well, yeah, that, that's the thing. It was like, I kind of was, I always wonder, like, what would kill me? Well, it's going to kill me. I know something of my doing was going to do it. I was like, oh, it's going to be in my mouth. Ain't this about a bitch? Okay. But. <laughs> So, but later on, the doctor actually finally had a doctor who knows her shit. Thank God, she told me that the pain is muscle spasms that was traveling from the top of my face to down to my chest because I was stressed. Because, in case people don't know, the job I had earlier this year I lost because of the same exact problem. I was sick. I was so sick, I couldn't talk, I can't talk, I can't work, I can't work, they get, then they get my attendance. So, mm-hmm. I was stressed from that. Granted, mm-hmm. I have a job lined up, granted, I have money coming in, God knows how, but I am. Mm-hmm. It's just stress, because I do a lot of the things on the side, mm-hmm. besides, you know, work. So, she said I was stressed, I'm like, that makes sense. And she's like, from you having to adjust to eat and stuff like that, that's why. She's like, so you need a much relaxing, so you need hydrocodone, and you're good. I'm like, pause. That's a bike, though. She's like, what about it? I'm like, yo, swing a prescription my way. She's like, you don't need it. I'm like, I know my mouth. I know what goes in it. I know what comes out of it. I need an antibiotic. She was like, why? She was like, I'm going to fucking die if you don't give me the goddamn thing. It's like, are you a drug addict? I'm like... I may be black. I may know people who sell drugs, because of course I do. But I ain't one of those people. I just know people who can get you the drugs for the low. 
it just so happened that their drugs don't have antihistamines or antibiotics within their line of expertise. So mm. that's why I don't have it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been had this by now if that was the case. <laughs> but no. I was like, no, I just need to get better. She's like, what exactly do you need? I'm like, I need a Z-Pack. People, if you know what that is, you know exactly what I asked for. So she was like, you need Z-Pack. I was like, I know what I need. I need that. Gave me that shit. Gave me the, the prescription. And how I know it's working, I normally have to take ibuprofen at least three times a day, a thousand milligrams each time just to get through the day. Mm-hmm. I've taken it one time. That, that today. Yeah. So I had to retrain my ears at the DJ though, and now I'm retraining my mouth on how to talk because <laughs> I'm in pain right now. Without I'm in pain, but I'm not as much pain as I am norm- normally am. Mm-hmm. But I almost died, but I'm here still. So okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just say I've had my wisdom teeth out for a long time, and uh, they didn't even knock me out when I had my wisdom teeth out. They just. Uh, Gave me, you know, numbing agent, maybe a little happy gas, and then I was seriously on a uh, the next day on a five hour car trip down to see my aunt. God damn! <laughs> I didn't drive, but I was yeah. in, I was in a car. <laughs> and, and speaking of car, segue uh, <laughs> that near death experience that I was talking about. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. So I was um, headed up to work from the gym. And the gym I go to, it's very easy. You just uh, take a right at one light, and then you get in the far left lane, and you're up on the highway, right? So it was yes. a really particularly nice day out, and I thought, you know, it's nice and sunny. You know, I shouldn't have that many problems heading to work, should I? Famous last Shit. words. <laughs> so um, I don't want to give too, too much of my location, but you definitely know how bad things are on particular highways here. Yes. And, <laughs> yes. God damn it, yes. Basically, the interstate, um, it's, I would say, four lanes. So I usually go in, like, not the far right lane, but, like, maybe to the left. Like, like the, if we're going left, saying one, two, three, and four, left to right, I'm usually in four or three. So if you're visualizing this in your head, okay, so I basically have to get up on the highway, and all I have to do is go two exits. I get to one exit, and I'm like, well, we're stopped. Okay. So I'm like, okay, do I have enough time to get in? I'm like, okay. Mm. This, And it's usually, actually, if there's going to be an accident, this is the exit I normally get off at, by the way. Like, if I, if I can sense that there's going to be some bad accident, I can get off on this exit and just immediately just shoot partway down the road, and I'm, I'm to work. So I get <clears throat> to, to the area. And then I see it. These motherfuckers don't know how to drive. <laughs> you don't normally say that. That's just the fucked up part. Normally it would be me not saying it, but screaming it, but normally at them, normally just, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm, I'm hopeful. It didn't look like anybody got hurt. I don't want to say anything because too, too much on it. Because I want to make sure that nobody got hurt. You know, we don't want anybody to get hurt in these accidents. But y'all, y'all niggas don't know how to drive. I apologize. That's that's just that's just part of me just spouting out. You're a bad influence. I swear. Me? I, yeah, I am. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just like y'all don't know how to freaking drive. And so it's the it's the far two. Uh, you know, I talk about three and four for going like left all the way to right. 
3 is currently filled up by a car going perpendicular. 4 has a car that's just sitting there. And then on the shoulder, you have two cars sitting on the shoulder. So everybody's got to get into two lanes. Okay? You so, should be. <laughs> I, yeah. But behind me, there, uh, when I was getting over, there was one of those um, giant sewage trucks. You know, it has like the... How do I best describe it? It looks like a giant vacuum on a on like a Mack truck. It has like you know the two the the hose tube where they can like clean out sewers and stuff. Uh-huh. So I got that guy behind me, <clears throat> and then everybody's kind of like going through and trying to get everybody in, right? And I leave a little bit of space in front of me for the person in front of me, so wants to come in. So I'm sitting there. There's this Mack truck almost on my ass to the point where I can see the driver, and I'm like, y'all are a little too too fucking close for my comfort. And then there's a school bus that's trying to get over in front of me. And I'm sitting there like, this is how I die. (laughs) Not in some bombastic explosion, not at a concert being moshing. No, no. It's this, this, this shit truck behind me, you know, being like almost on my ass. And then little school kids trying to get to school. Like, seriously? Really? And of course, I was actually late. Um, But it was to the point where... I couldn't safely, like, if I was just sitting in traffic and it wasn't moving, I could text my boss and let them know, hey, I'm going to be late. The problem was it was moving. So I was still late, but I couldn't take a second to safely pull off and say, hey, I'm going to be late. So you had no time at all? <clears throat> no real time at all, because by the time you got past the, um, by the time you got past the this particular accident, well, I think I'm matching these two stories up, but... I remember there was one accident where I was really late and I just had to get off. And it was – I was on the – because um, where I work, it's directly off an off-ramp. I'm literally at one line. I take a right, and it's directly like off the highway, which is perfect for me. But uh, what had happened – I think these two accidents I mix up all the time. But I remember the one where it was blocking like all four lanes. Not all four lanes, but you know what I mean, like the shoulder and all that. <clears throat> oh, and the cherry on top was that once you got past that exit, like directly on the shoulder, like next to like the on-ramp, like the off-ramp, and you know there's that little bit of a gap with the off-ramp, and there's a little bit of a gap, and then there's where the people come on. You know, whoever designed this freaking highway on on and off is is, is such an idiot. But I digress. (laughs) So maybe like a few feet above or past that off-ramp, there was another person who rear-ended somebody else. And I'll say this, it wasn't a rainy day, it was the most beautiful day, not a cloud in the sky, perfect temperature day. At least it was clear, shit. (laughs) At least that happened. Yeah. Shit. At least least I got to go to the gym. At least I got to go to the gym. So, uh, I go about three times a week, and I go before work. So, I basically allow myself enough time to get to the gym because I decided to choose a gym that's closer to work for the purpose of going before work. So I still okay. have to travel a distance out to go to it. It takes me about 20 minutes or so to get out there. So by the time I'm on the elliptical, I get about a half hour. And that allows me about a half hour to basically get dressed, you know, get a, get a shower, get dressed. And then I vamoose out of there. I'm on the highway. And I'm usually there about the same time as a normal morning when I'm sleeping in, quote-unquote, and leaving uh, about like an hour. So I leave uh, 
basically early enough to be there like 10 minutes before is usually right where I want to be. So I leave with enough time. I'm at 8.30 to 5 or so. I leave with enough time to get there by like 8.20. And even when I'm at the gym, I'm usually there about 8.20. So it's six half dozen one or the other, you know? But for me, I just really enjoy going to the gym now. It's part of my routine. Um, I kind of honestly need it. It's a stress reliever for me. As we all need at times. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Go ahead. Yeah, but enough of uh, that little bit of a car wreck. Now we can kind of steer back off that tangent. <laughs> mm. At least the highways of Virginia. It's not the highways in Kansas that, <clears throat> for some fucking reason, there was no lights on the highway. Wait, what? There was no lights on the highway at all. So if I want to go to anywhere in the highway is pitch black Who, whose bright idea was that I wish I knew the answer to that question because I would beat their ass by now <laughs> <laughs> and I am not the biggest fan driving at night so quite literally um, mm-hmm. let's, say, let's say I got something to do in Kansas City which where I would go to on the DJ or some shit mm-hmm uh, that is a pitch black drive for at least an hour, and I, I'm good. No, fuck that. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, yeah, mind yeah. you, oh yeah, here's here's the best part. Everybody has their high beams on, including the truckers. And I'm in a low car, so I'm at eye level on everything. So every light that passes by me is at eye level and a high beam. I am very surprised I am not having a casual accident yet. As they always say, blinded by the light. Yeah, a blinded done saw God had tea with his ass. For, surprised my car is still a car by now. Shit. And forget it if it's raining out. Yeah, that's the oh my god, fuck that. It's, like I drove I drove to Kansas City one time in the rain and it was getting dark and then for some reason everybody's lights turned on and they would became high beams out out the gate. And now I saw that shit, I'm like, and I am not doing this again. Fuck that shit. If we're going to this city or anywhere else in this damn state, I'm not driving at night when it's raining. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and, and here, here's here's the thing. Idiots driving, okay? High beams, they're great to use, of course. They're great for deer. But if you see somebody coming from the other way, turn the damn things off. Or get the fuck away. Yes, it won't kill you for five seconds when the person's passing to turn your damn beams off. You know what? You know what? At least I give them that, that they're using their beams. Because people around here don't know what the hell a turn signal is. (laughs) Let's change subject before I go into a tangent about that. Because the shit I want to say on that alone, nah. (laughs) We can make nah. a, you can make a completely different podcast for that, but nah. <laughs> all right, so we just have uh, a very light bit of news uh, to, to cover. Of course, you know the the recent celebrity deaths, um, Jerry Lewis and Glenn Campbell. It's it's a shame, you know, but you know we we all got to go at one point, but uh, just and the to, suicide. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go, go ahead, ahead, go ahead. No, okay, yeah, you can go at it. As long as you, what you're talking about. 
And the suicide of Chris Bennington in Lincoln Park. Chester Bennington, yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's a fun one. Let me let me cover let me talk about that real quickly okay. because I mentioned Yeah. So there's a stigma with suicide. Mm-hmm. Mainly because people don't really understand what it entails. Yes, the person in question kills themselves. And society is viewed as very selfish to do such a thing. Hey, you just left your family, your wife, your husband, your kids, your friends alone in this cruel-ass world. And yeah, that very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say this because I have tried committing suicide on multiple occasions. I suck at it. Because I'm still here, um, I have a complete, I have a good ass reason to stay around now, so I'm not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. But I can, because of my experience with it, I can mm-hmm. say this. I have said this in, in the last podcast of I'm just saying. So I'm gonna just give you the very short version of what I, um, what I said there and here. Mm-hmm. Um, when a person thoughts go that route. And they think of it as a good option. Nine times out of ten, they have already tried all their options to stay alive. They mm-hmm. already talked to their family and friends. Either they can't help or they won't help. Not sure. Not them can't say. Either they can't or they won't. Because if they could, he would not be in that part by now. Um, he probably has a he or she has probably already went to a therapist or they cannot afford one. That that can happen. Uh, we don't just match and get money out of nowhere when you're having a problem. Is you got to find it somehow. And if you don't have it, you don't have it. Yeah. Um, and basically, I'm very sure, because I know I did, They, the person really did think about the ramifications of the actions. Sorry. The consequences of their action and their take and such think. Okay? Okay. Is it is it selfish? Yes. Yes, it is. Now, is selfishness a bad thing? Not necessary. Now, granted, is suicide the answer? From what I have learned, at times, no. But I can see why. But, mm-hmm. is selfishness is selfishness a good thing? When it's needed, yes. When you need to take care of yourself, when you're helping everybody else, is great time for that mm-hmm. if you know if you help that if you help this one person you're gonna get screwed over great time to implement that shit mm-hmm. um if you know the if you if you know you haven't taken care of yourself great time to do it you know mm-hmm. i have always said this and i always stand by this there is a time and a place for everything Everything, mm-hmm. every single little thing. I don't care if it's spiritual or not. I don't care. There's a time and a place for everything. Okay. And so with that, there's a time and a place to be selfish. Okay. When a person is having those thoughts, yes, it is selfish. But last time I checked, there's nothing wrong with being selfish because last time I checked, nobody else going to take care of you except for yourself because. At the end of the day, and I hate to stink like this, but I will say this. At the end of the day, your family, not your family, sorry. Your spouse can leave you. Your kids can get out of your life. Your family can want nothing to do with you. There, that You can become alone. Mm-hmm. That can't happen. Okay? I have dealt with that. Not in that 
not that deeply because I don't have kids, but same difference. I, you can become alone in life. Yeah. And when the, if that were to happen, who else is going to take care of you? At some point in time, you got to be able to take care of yourself. So keep that in mind when it comes to suicide. Okay. Um, when a person is thinking like that, yes, it's selfish. I see nothing wrong with thinking selfish because it's a because if they're thinking that way, I'm seeing it as it's about damn time they're thinking about themselves instead of caring about everybody else, and they're thinking about how can I take mm-hmm. care of this problem the best way. Mm-hmm. I try all these options, and my last option is this. Okay, that's the way I see it. That's how I thought when I when I tried it. I thought of all the options that I had available. And I went through, okay, I tried this, I tried this, I tried this, I talked to this person, I tried this person, to this person, I tried this method, I tried this thing, I tried everything, nothing's working, what do I have left? Boom. Process elimination. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, of course, with the topic of suicide, death is something that's viewed as something scary. If you don't understand it, it can be scary. Just like how the unknown can be scary to anybody in this world. Mm-hmm. Just like how the universe is very unknown because we don't know what the fuck is out there. And that can be a scary thought. Mm-hmm. So with thought, so with death, you don't know what happens when you die. All you know is you can see a physical body go from being alive to being dead, boom, okay. But you don't know what happens to the soul. You don't know what happens when you close your eyes for the final time. Nobody knows. People who claim it, I call bullshit. Nobody knows. So, with that in mind, with that being something that can be seen as something scary, mm-hmm. okay? When you see somebody think, I want to die, people will tend to think, well, wait, you're being selfish. Wait, that's scary. Wait, that's going to hurt. When I was suicidal, I have already understood what was going to happen. I've already understood. If I do this, this will happen to me physically. This is what the pain I'm going to feel. This is what the the piece, the person in question is thinking about committing suicide or is already considering the consequences of their actions. Mm-hmm. That's one. Okay. Two, in this society, for some odd reason, when a celebrity commits suicide, it is celebrated, but when a regular person commits suicide, it is looked down upon. Yeah. I'm going to repeat that shit one more time for the people in the back. Mm-hmm. Okay, there is people in the back that's fucking cool but some will repeat that shit in this society when a celebrity commits suicide it is seen as something as a celebratory thing whereas somebody as regular person as you and me commit suicide it is seen as something derogatory in all aspects of life mm-hmm. I know this because I work with a psychologist on the side mm-hmm. and I show her my podcast and then she went the fuck off on me yeah, about it being selfish and there she is, she could have stopped and stuff like that. Maybe that person's best option is suicide. If you're a person who believes in reincarnation, then you obviously will know that if you just die, you just get another round. You get another t- set of cards. Maybe the cards that you're dealt with in this life fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. You want another round. Last time I checked, there ain't nothing wrong with that. You hate your hand, shovel it back up and re 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 hand out some cards. Mm. Okay. People who try to achieve nirvana and hinge, they know if they die, they're coming back. 
I'm pretty sure they know they come back maybe a little worse, maybe a little better. We don't know. We'll see when we get there. Mm. Okay? People have different beliefs. People have different idea ideals in this life. Not saying they're right. Not saying they're wrong. A whole different topic. Yeah. But, but, what I am saying is just because a celebrity kills himself for whatever the reason may be, that doesn't give you the right to view them in a negative light because they decided to do something that is that they viewed as beneficial for themselves. And that same thing applies to anybody in life, no matter what their age is, color of skin is, gender, they like dick pussy, I don't really give a fuck. Mm. Or animal or whatever, I don't care. Okay? I'm I know from experience that if a person is is considering suicide, they are already thinking about all of their options on the table of what they can do to fix such problem. Mm-hmm. And if there are if they are thinking that suicide is the best route, not to nine out of ten, the options before suicide didn't work. Hence, suicide being the best option. And if they were to actually do it, yes, it's gonna hurt. Yes, it's gonna suck for the people who still here. But the person in question did what's best for them. If they felt that suicide was the best option, good for them because they decided to do something for themselves and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I am not saying suicide is wrong. I'm not saying suicide <clears throat> is right. These, these situations are very different. Yep. Okay? But people's stigma of somebody being selfish for doing such a thing is wrong because there's nothing wrong with wanting to take care of yourself. No. That's what I wanted to say. Okay. What do you want to say about that? You you summed up my thoughts on it. Um, uh, it's, do that. It's um, you know, losing Chris Cornell, who who's a huge who's a huge influence musically for me, and then Chester Bennington, another huge influence. Um, it made me really rethink things, and you know, <clears throat> this is going into a little bit later what we're going to be talking about. But uh, you remember when we were uh, reviewing Paramore uh, um, after Laughter, and there's that song Idol Worship. And, you know, Haley's talking about um, <clears throat> not putting anybody up on a pedestal because we don't know what they're going through. Of course, they're mm-hmm. humans like us. But just just thinking about that, yeah, I know you, you summed it up there. I mean, I'm, I'm still unsure my overall thoughts on suicide, but... I agree with you on that. It's them wanting to do something for themselves. That aspect of it, I can agree there. Absolutely. It's it's them, them doing something for themselves for once. But there's still a lot of unknowns, like you said. So, uh, yeah. It's, it's a sad, sad time for music right now. But uh, shifting a little bit of the subject... Um, so you know that I collect uh, vinyl records, and uh, I, I have a YouTube channel for that, um, which I recently hit 63 subscribers, which I'm really Yay. happy about. Uh, if right. I ever hit uh, 100, I may do a contest for that, but that's that's um, for the future. I don't plan on hitting 100. I just make videos just to make them for myself. And of course, you know, time like this, we have we actually got some time absolutely now because we're recording this now, <clears throat> but life gets in the way, you know. But along with that, along with that, uh, 
there is a little bit of vinyl news. Uh, but first, I've actually hit uh, over 400 records, and I'm almost to 450, believe it or not. So I'm getting to the point where my storage solution right now is actually uh, not going to be enough, which is kind of crazy. You know, when I started out, I bought um, this uh, six cube, like cube organizer, um, <clears throat> not desk. It was kind of like a, almost like a dresser, like you use the cube organi organizers for, but they were really uh -huh. big uh, and they could fit in a record, which I can highly recommend that. Uh, I don't know the brand or anything off the top of my head. The only thing is it's Bose because of, you know, the weight of the records, but... I recently uh, decided to just uh, pull everything out, uh, clean in there, clean behind the, the stereo, you know, dust everything. And um, I used to have weather stripping to kind of make sure that the records stayed up. And I, I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. Because if I wanted to, like, take a picture of my records or if I wanted to just, uh, you know, store what I was going to listen to next and make it kind of, like, nice, like you see on Instagram where, like, they have the photo of just the cover hiding behind and the, all, the rest of the records hiding behind it. So I decided to do that. And believe it or not, I used to have space for my uh, 45s, my singles. I don't have that space anymore, which is kind of crazy. I'm like, how did I make this fit before? <laughs> must, <laughs> must have rigged it. But I did want to talk briefly about the couple of artists that I did pick up uh, with you because I, I think you'd actually enjoy them. Uh, the first one I got, and I... I, I talked about this uh, these two releases in my record pickup video. Um, I got Saxon. Um, I think I shared Saxon with you before, but they're a, uh, a really cool metal band that I like. And uh, my favorite store happened to have a single, and it's for uh, Do It All For You. And the, uh, the B side or the A side is uh, Just Let Me Rock. Both were actually taken from the album called Crusader. And it's one of those 12-inch uh, singles that are 45. And what I like about this is uh, the picture, and I'll, and I'll send this to you. I think I'll send it to you, but um, after we're done recording, I'll send it to you. Uh, the, the front of it actually has all the band members performing live at the time that the song came out, which I thought was really cool and kind of grabbed me when I was looking through the metal section. And uh, my favorite store, oh my gosh, the metal selection there is fantastic. You know, for, for a metalhead like me to, to find that, it's, it's kind of cool, but... On the back, it just has the band performing, but uh, it's one of those 12-inch 45 records. And the uh, the inner label, you know, the, the label on the inside, actually uh -huh. uh, is pink, which I found kind of cool. It's black record, but pink inner label, which I thought was cool. And then I picked up a, uh, a release from a band called Reflex. They're um, an obscure 1980s um, band, and the album's called The Politics of Dancing. And I popped this on recently and uh i remember one of my uh, favorite youtubers uh vinyl collector james uh who basically not inspired my channel but uh one of my earliest videos was a um a, a contest entry to his 500 subscriber contest and i won that contest i think i've told the story before that i won that contest and um uh you know him, you know, he got a thousand subscribers recently, which was kind of cool, but you know, it was kind of uh, interesting to kind of look back because he posted about this particular band, and I was just digging through the crates, and I'm like, no shit! You know, as I'm going through, and I was like, okay, I have about like 15 bucks to spend, so I thought, let me look through here, you know, I had in my hand um, the last record that I need to finish my Chicago uh, collection. 
I need uh, Chicago's Greatest Hits Volume 2, and that will basically complete the Terry Kath and the Peter Cetera era of um, of Chicago. Uh, my mom collected uh, all the way up to when he left, and I inherited those. So really, I just need, uh, I got Greatest Hits Volume 1 at a steal of a price, like two or three bucks, and it was like pristine condition, which I was crazy about. But I just need that one. And it was eight bucks, and I thought, ah. And then I noticed the politics of Nancy, and I'm like, all right, Chicago, you're going back. I can get you on Discogs for like three bucks. You know? But the last thing I want to talk about before we get into the meat of what our discussion is today is uh, there's something called 10 Bands, One Cause. And every couple of years, I think it's actually uh, every year, there's something called 10 Bands, One Cause. It's a campaign that puts out uh, pink vinyl pressings, uh, one for each band. And um, they donate money to uh, Gilda's Club in New York City. And basically, um, all of the bands are reissuing, like I said, on pink vinyl. It's the fourth year that they're doing it. And it's raised over $144,000 for Gilda's Club in New York City. It's an organization that provides community support for both those who have been diagnosed with cancer and, their, and basically the caretakers. It's named after Comedia, uh, I hope I don't butcher this name, uh, Glida Radner, who passed away, uh, in, passed away from cancer in uh, 1989 at the age of 43. So uh, previous years have... Uh, Included Opas Sorceress, which I've seen. It's still floating around there, but it's about 40 bucks right now. And then uh, In This Moment is another one that I'd love to have. But this year's are really interesting. Uh, you have, uh, and I apologize if I happen to butcher any of these artists' names. <laughs> you have uh, Dustin Kenstrew, uh, Please Come Home, uh, limited to 1,500 copies. Lord Huron, uh, Strange Trials, 2,000 copies. Lucinda Williams, uh, That Sweet Old World, limited to 2,000 copies. Four Years Strong's uh, Rise or Die Trying, which is a 10th actually anniversary edition, limited to 500 copies. So you know that one's going to go fast. Blue October's Home, 500 copies. Guar, The Blood of the Gods, 1,000 copies. What I love about this is you notice the um, it's not just stuck to one genre. And then Metallica's Hardwired to Self-Destruct is going to be pressed on pink vinyl for 2,500 copies. Gary Clark Jr.'s uh, Live in North America 2016 is going to be 3,000 copies. Mastodon's Emperor of Sand is going to be limited to 3,000 copies. And Portugal Demands Woodstock, 3,000 copies. Honestly, out of that list, I would buy half of those, to be completely honest. I love Portugal oh. Man. Mastodon's amazing, really good. Metallica's Hardwired to Self-Destruct, that's a fantastic album. War, you can't go wrong with War, and then Four Years Strong. So those would be the five that I would pick. But um, it's on um, ModernVinyl.com. That's my resource. I check almost every single day to let me know what's you know up at the, the final news because Beck's new album is coming out soon. And there's going to be different pressings. Uh, the indie variant is on yellow vinyl, which I find kind of cool. And you can buy like a die-cut box set. Uh, it's really pricey, but it's really cool off of his website. So this is my number one resource when it comes to vinyl news. Uh, I use Consequence of Sound for my music news and Rock Sound for my rock news. So just thought I'd highlight on that. And uh, 
Now we can shift into our main focus for the evening, the lovely Taylor Swift. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, for those of you who have been living under the proverbial rock, Taylor Swift recently uh, just wiped all of her social media completely clean. Not her YouTube, but basically all the rest of her social media completely clean. Although her Vine is still active, but no one's posting a Vine anymore. It's basically like a Wayback Machine. But I digress. So she started posting cryptic messages. First was the tail of the snake, then it was the middle of the snake, and then the face of the snake. And then we get the announcement. Uh, her sixth full-length album, Reputation, is coming out November 10th. And uh, basically today, uh, today is uh, August the 25th, 2017, she dropped the first single, Look What You Made Me Do. And along with that, there's a whole merchandise uh, plethora to kind of look at. So basically, you have the logo t-shirt, uh, a profile t-shirt with her hair looking absolutely fantastic, black and white on a nice white t-shirt. And then you could buy a snake ring, which I thought was cool. And then a couple of like hoodie pullovers, just to kind of start out with. So uh, I thought, okay... What are you – when I read that and started looking at the social media, I'm like, Taylor, what the hell are you doing, woman? And before we begin, I'll just say this. One, Taylor, if you're listening, I absolutely love you. I, I've i been a fan for a very, very long time. So uh, these opinions right here, um, yeah, I have a couple of things to say about this, um, this song here. But – I still love you, Taylor. I will still listen to your music. I'm still hyped to hell for this album. But, oh boy, where do I begin? Okay, so overall for me, the vibe of the song is really good. And I like it on the surface. Uh, you know, like that, the thumping and all that, the dark edginess of just the sound of it I like. The, uh, the chorus is a little repetitive for me, but of course what other choruses aren't. But for me, when when you dig deep into it, it's really shallow and it's it's disappointing, you know. And um, basically, for me, she she hasn't learned um, how to basically turn up, you know, herself being upset and those issues she has into strength. And what I mean by that is it it almost to me has a whiny vibe to it. It's very reminiscent of what uh, Mean was. If you remember, um, uh, I'm having a brain fart here, but Mean is off of speaking now. I'm just waiting for you to stop before I go in. Just go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, um, I'm going to just kind of go over my overall thoughts firstly, then we can kind of dig deeper. But uh, for me, it's very reminiscent of what Mean was and even Bad Blood. Uh, What I mean by that is I feel like she's holding back. And it's, it's sounding almost childish. Um, honestly, uh, yeah, it just it kind of feels like it's childish. Before I, before I go on, uh, what were your initial thoughts and which, what was your initial reaction? Are you sure you get everything out? Yes. Uh, my, yeah, my initial stuff, uh, sorry for everybody that I get to hear a little bit of typing, but my initial thoughts are kind of out. So go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, I am reviewing this track. Yeah, I know how I review tracks. Mm. You know, I don't. You know, I have no filter when I do this. That's how it's gonna be. Yeah. Taylor, 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 Taylor. You idiot, bitch, Taylor. Um. Mm-hmm. 
And I do mean that in a sincere way because I go, I go like this. Mm-hmm. The beat was okay. Yeah. I could if I were not that beat on hand, I would DJ with that beat. Mm-hmm. Your vocals. It sounded like you had some pent up issues that decided to come out. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to address it, but you didn't know how to properly address the situation. Mm-hmm. Now you went the proper route. Let me rephrase that. You went the commercial route. There we go. Mm-hmm. And didn't say the person's name. Mm-hmm. Which is funny, but that's just me. <laughs> um, I, but I understood one thing in life. Mm-hmm. There's a time and a place for everything, like I said uh, multiple times. Mm-hmm. There's a time to be petty, and then there's a time to not be an idiot. Mm-hmm. You're sounding like an idiot. Because I understand you want the song to feel something when your fan listens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But when you go a route with a song that is definitely different from what you normally do, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> doesn't get the job done, there's a problem. You don't just go for it and then ease up as you're going for it. No, no. It's either you're, you're going to go for it or you're not. Yeah. Is either if you're gonna go that far, actually do it, or don't go that far at all and go different routes. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that there's something wrong with you not going that far. Mm-hmm. What I am saying is, the way your music is, you're the kind of person that if you're gonna say something, you actually say it. Mm-hmm. You're not the kind of person that just give you get somebody just a little bit. Just a little bit and then ease up. Just a little bit and then ease up. You're not in hip-hop where musicians do such a thing. Mm. That is called beef. That is called making a diss record. That is called, I'm saying all these things that's plainly obvious what I'm speaking about, but for the sake of the suspense, I don't say the person's name. Mm-hmm. You are not in hip-hop. Mm-hmm. You are in pop and country, I think. I'm not too sure. Country and pop, yes. Okay. You are not in hip-hop. Hip-hop does that. I will repeat that one more time. You are not in hip-hop. You have never been in hip-hop. I will not say you never will be in hip-hop because you may change up on somebody. Who knows? But as of right now, you're not in hip-hop. Because of such, if you're going to act in a hip-hop way, actually make a hip-hop song. If you're going to be disrespectful towards a certain person, actually do it instead of giving just a little bit and then easing up. You know what? You're you're echoing almost exactly my thoughts as I was going through this. And and I have a friend uh, who – a very close friend of mine who I'm not going to say her name, but I'm going to give her a shout-out right now, who uh, <clears throat> we've basically gone through every single Taylor record. Uh, I've, I've been a fan since Fearless. We've gone through every single Taylor record. Song by song, single by single, when it comes out, and when we hear the song, we know what Taylor is capable of, 
and we know how to be harsh on her. So for me, you're echoing what I said. And for me, it's less, girl, Taylor, we need to talk. I love you. I know I'm going to stick up for you for the long haul. I'm going to stick with you. But can you please grow some balls for fuck's sake? Seriously, this this track, if you want to go for it, we need less wine and more kick your ass. Seriously, seriously, can, can honestly, can, I know you said the old Taylor's dead, but uh-uh. Go back to your country roots. You know, seriously, since you've gone to pop, you've gone really soft. Seriously, what what the hell, woman? You know, all this edgy shit, it, to me, it's shallow. You can't, you can't hide it behind. Now, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me finish, let me finish. Now, before he goes off on you, because he's going to do that. Now, (laughs) I understand this. When it comes to music, Mm -hmm. you are the best at being yourself. Yes. I'm going to repeat that one more time for the people in the back. If I got people in the back, yay. So I'm going to repeat that one more time. (laughs) You are, when it comes to music, and actually in life at all, in general, you are the best at being you. You will never be the best at being somebody else. You will never be that person that you want to be. Mm -hmm. Let me rephrase that. Well, that's not wrong. You will never be the person that you don't like or you have met in the street. You are the best you. Mm Mm-hmm. When you're trying to imitate somebody else or trying to be something that you're not in a song, it's going to show. That is exactly what just happened here. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go ahead. There's a difference between between putting your all in the song and not doing shit at all. That song sounded like that you wanted to do it but you wasn't sure how to go about it because it wasn't something you normally did Mm -hmm. and yet you tried which I commend you for trying yes but the way you went about it you sounded like a whiny little bitch exactly what you you heard me earlier that's that's what I was echoing earlier um honestly it was I know I'm not gonna act like I'm the expert on diss tracks and all that stuff. <laughs> I'm not gonna be the expert. That's that's not my forte. I'm more of the metal side of things. I'm more of the punk side of things. And, and there's nuances to their version of dissing, like anti-government type deal at the time, or or just being you know angry at certain things that are going on in life. They they have their nuances with the way they diss things, quote unquote. But she was trying to be edgy. But for me, like I said, like you said, I commend her for trying. But yeah, it's it's shallow. And honestly, girl, I've been a fan for a long time. You can't hide it with me. You know, this this was. I know you wanted to try, but it wasn't you. Honestly, if if I had felt that it was you in the lyrics. And maybe I didn't like the the sound of the song. I would be speaking a different tune. But for me, it's honestly the lyrics that ruined the song for me. And I'm going to quote um, I'm going to quote one of my uh, favorite singers, Taylor Momsen. And uh, you know what she once said? Get your shit together. 
you know who Taylor Momsen is? I was about to be the dumbass and say Taylor's mom, but no, I don't. Go ahead. You know that little girl uh, who played Cindy Lou Who in The Grinch? Yes. You know the band The Pretty Reckless? I've sent you photos yes. and stuff. That little Cindy Lou Who is the leader, is the main singer of uh, the band The Pretty Reckless. And to be completely honest, she has more balls than you, Taylor, right now. That's I wasn't I gonna say that, but okay. <laughs> I seriously, when I say, can you please grow some earlier? Like seriously, and I'm gonna, like I said earlier, I'm gonna actually quote my friend. Uh, she said, "Go back to your country roots. Since you've gone pop, you've gone soft." And this echoes what we've been talking. We just talked about for the past couple of minutes. It just, it felt restrained. It felt like, oh, I want to do this. Wait, no. Oh. Oh shit. Um uh, uh, Okay now stop moaning. Now But you see I was uh, trying to get the vibe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was like that it was hes- moaning though, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was that hesitation. I, I wish that I could actually physically talk to you on webcam and then you'd see what I'm talking about, but of course it's audio, but um yeah, it it just felt like hesitation like she wanted to do it but sounded like a poser doing it do you see what i mean by that which leads into what i'm gonna say next go ahead now i caught certain things that you said one of which talking about the tilted stage Mm -hmm. is plainly obvious who does that Mm-hmm. I know this. I know this when your album's coming out. It's kind of obvious who mother died on that date. Am I one who's gonna feed up? Who's gonna act like the master and say it's who I think it is? No. I'm not you. I haven't met you. I can't say that is what you're doing. Mm. But I will say this, and then I will give you my writing like as such. Mm. If you're going to do something. You don't give it 30%. You don't give it 50%. Either you give 100% or you give 0% and you do something else. Yes. You gave it 30% because of such, I'm giving you a 3 out of 10. The only reason you're getting a 3 out of 10, which it should have been a 0, but the reason you're getting a 3 is because I love that fucking beat and I really want that beat. That's the only reason that, that you even got a number at all. Because I have listened to your music, I have seen people lose their ever-loving minds to your music, in a good way. Mm -hmm. I know you can sing, I know you can actually make a good song, I know you can make a great record, that actually means something. Mm -hmm. This is not a great record. You can do better, actually do better. Now, I know your album's coming out on November 10th. Mm-hmm. I am kind of intrigued. I know this guy's going to make me do a podcast for this anywho. So I'm, kind of, <laughs> I'm going to hear the shit, whether I like it or not. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of intrigued. What's, what are you going to do to us your album? If this is just one song that's fucked up the entire album, okay, I've seen worse. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. But if your album is as bad as this song, oh, God. Um, yeah, oh, God. But... What I'm saying is, that wasn't good at all. 
that wasn't your best, come better than than that, please. That's why I got to say that's all. You go ahead. Okay. So some of my closing thoughts are I, I honestly hope that this isn't the – honestly, if this is the way you're kind of putting it forward, I hope this isn't the best or the strongest song on the album and everything is just a disappointing flop. This for me is a flop, and it was interesting the way I thought about this. And just, just hear me out before you, you even think about this, okay? I looked at it like this, okay. So I'm, you know, I do my ratings out of 10. I thought, okay, what is, to me, the initial vibe that I got? I went music and lyrics, which the lyrics are what dragged the thing down to hell. Um, and I thought, okay. When I'm thinking about what's musically on the radio, you know, kind of what's right now, what's kind of popular stuff, because sometimes when the rock stations in commercial and all my other stations are on, I put on like, you know, the the Hot 100 station or whatever. And I thought, what are they playing right now? And I also think they're doing the same thing at the gym, too. So, you know, I, I uh, listened to that. And um, OK, so I thought. This this is a song that keeps changing for me with the way I I think. And can I tell you where I've been bumping around with, like the two numbers that I've been bumping with? Mm. Part of me wants, and this is where we were talking about. It's just like we got to go with it full on. So I'm gonna go with it with the two mindsets, okay? The full okay. on part of me which is the reviewer part who's been a big fan for a long time, gives it a four. But the other part of me that thinks about it in terms of, well, I'm not a person that is deep into the music. I'm not a person that's deep into the lyrics. I, When I'm looking at it that way, what's kind of on the radio and stuff, I would look at it as a six. Just barely above average. Which is not, which to me is an insult to her music, too. So you can see where my two mindsets were when I was bouncing back and forth in between those two. For me, it's just slightly, barely above an average song in terms of radio sense. But for me, it's, if overall, the, just the vibe of the music is just going to be in the background, I'll listen to like classical music. Or I'll listen to an artist that I don't care about too, too much, but I just want some background noise. Taylor, I care about your music. Your music means a whole hell of a lot to me. When I finally got Speak Now on vinyl, I when I had it in my hand, I was so happy. And that album honestly means, a, like, you, you've heard me talk about this, I think, before, that that album means a whole hell of a lot to me, almost as much as a Paramore album. And when I found out that that album was scratched, I almost cried. Because I waited such a long time to finally have that on vinyl, and it just it tore me apart. And then I finally got my, my nice copy that I have now that I play a lot. So for me, her music means a whole hell of a lot more than just being an average song on the radio. One that's going to kind of fizzle out a little bit. And everybody was hyping it up, this and that. And I, I think it, was the hype, it wasn't the hype train that um, derailed it for me. It was the lyrics that derailed it for me. Taylor, this is one of the biggest disappointments that I have heard from you in a very long time. There are certain songs of Taylor's that I physically cannot listen to because I will be bawling my eyes out. 
because she has that ability for me to be that powerful with music writing. There's a song called Ronin that she wrote about a little boy who had passed away. And oh, listen to me, I'm already tearing up a little bit as I talk about it, but she was trying to place her herself in the thoughts of the mother of the little boy who, who passed. And I physically cannot listen to that song. I mean, I love that song. I can easily pop it on. But I cannot listen to that song without needing tissues nearby. It's that powerful. Taylor, you have that ability to be that powerful. And like we said, we commend you for, you know, trying to be a little bit different, but it just didn't work. As I said earlier, grow some balls and um, go all out for it. Even if it's a colossal failure. I would have thought better of you if you just went all out on it and put a thousand percent into it, you know? And that's that's a little bit of my ramblings on that. Uh, when I was thinking of the bass line, like I said, I thought of like Dua Lipa. Have you heard her music? Repeat that name. Dua Lipa. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. D-U-A-L-I-P-A. Uh, she has a song called New Rules. I thought it's like one of those songs that popped up on my Facebook, and I thought, okay, it's just one of those other generic poppy songs. I'm like, no, this actually had some gravitas to it. And uh, it's something that I loved about 1989 was it was still Taylor. She was trying something new. It was still Taylor, you know? And uh, that's what I kind of thought Taylor might be going for with her next record was something that Dia was doing with uh, Dua, I think is her name. Dua Lipa, I think, yeah. If I pronounce, I'm sorry if I keep butchering names, but what I found in her song was what I kind of expected Taylor to do in her next record. You know, she wrote a song basically about this guy who uh, she knows he's bad news, and if he happens to call and she goes out with him, she's going to sleep with him again, you know, and she doesn't want to do that anymore. She needs to have new rules for herself. And I thought, dang, that's – after, you know, comparing these and this too and, you know, what – some of the radio, Taylor, what happened to you? Like I know you say that there's a new version of you, but this new version of you that you're trying to personify needs to give it her all or I may pack. Someone who's been a longtime fan – and I've done this for people – who I've been fans of, uh, of particular materials for a very, very long time. There's one person that I used to love watching all the time online. I, I find it hard to even watch old crossover videos and old videos with them in it, just because of the way they work with different things. But just because of the way they turned into, I walk. And I hope, I hope that that doesn't happen to you, Taylor. Please, please, I don't want to lose faith. In another person I've already lost faith in a lot of things which is a whole lot and I don't want to sound depressed or anything at the end here but I've lost faith in a lot of people who I thought were idols and I don't want to lose faith in you because you mean a lot to me so I had to be harsh because I love you but that was some bullshit I actually don't see music all the time. 
I'm actually more of a hip hop guy. Mm-hmm. It just, this guy makes me listen to it, so here we are. <laughs> um, but I did listen to a few of your albums today because I had nothing else to do, and I saw what he was trying to say. Mm-hmm. You can do better. Stop with the bullshit, please. And I'm going to say this one more time because I feel like it needs to be said because my friend, like I said, who we go over these albums every single time, get back to your country roots since you've gone pop, you've gone soft. And I think what he said, (laughs) I think that is the antithesis of my ideas behind this. Well, I could. Will I give this a chance to like just listen to? Yes, I will still listen to it. I listen to every single one of your songs, Taylor. But this by far is your weakest song. By far your weakest song. And I'm even talking like I've been listening to. I have an old EP of hers that another fan um, just so happened to give me that had some older music of hers on it before her self-titled. Like just after her self-titled had come out. And even then, during that raw stages of, you know, what she was trying to build, it was still better than this. Like, uh, yeah, but I will still listen to it begrudgingly just because it's new music. (laughs) (laughs) I, I will still listen to it, but I know you can do better. And that's why I'm saying I'm disappointed. Please do better. So you can stop being moody about it, please. Thank you. Yeah, if you're gonna be that's moody, basically what we're saying. <laughs> if you're gonna be moody about it, go all out, honestly. <laughs> so, do you have any closing thoughts? Ow, my jaw. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> now you got me waiting for Taylor's album. Now that was my go for the week. Yeah, um, some people are saying that there's a particularly somebody who she's had multiple feuds with, whose uh, parent has passed away on that day, and some people are saying that she might have... Okay, you're that. being too fake, you're being too fake. Kanye motherfucking West <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I was, died he, on November 10th, and yeah. then for some fucking reason, she got beef with the guy, because he was like, you know, Beyonce's better than your ass. Mm-hmm. And then now she's trying to talk shit on, on the track and trying to release on, on his mother's death day and all kind uh, of bullshit. No, no, I don't no, fucking know. no. I don't fucking now, care. her representatives and all that say it's just a coincidence. That's just the way everything kind of lied down. <laughs> okay. I, I honestly, honestly, if Taylor would have went balls out with this and would have did the proper diss track with this the way I think she could have done it. Then I might have had some legitimacy to say, Taylor, you're being a bitch. Why'd you do that on that day? But with the way she presented this laugh. song, with the way she presented this song, I honestly believe it was just a coincidence. Actually, I think it's this, not the the death day. It's the day that uh, was the infamous day that Kanye interrupted her during the the VMAs. I think that's the same day. Either um, fucking way, I yeah. don't really give a shit. Um... <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> Uh, just, just, yeah. My my final thoughts are just please be better. I know you're better. I know you can do better. Please be better. All right. Well, what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just overall closing thoughts. Not on the song. Just overall closing thoughts. Uh, considering I'm able to do this podcast without being in too much pain is a blessing in mm-hmm. its own way. 
that's why I, we haven't done a lot because I have been in pain this entire damn time. Mm-hmm. Um, as I'm healing, as I once I know I'm fully here from this bullshit, or if I'm pretty damn close, I could just I gotta finish it up. Then we'll start doing a lot more because we have a lot more things we could talk about. It just life happened. Life happened like a motherfucker, and that's something we can't really help. Yeah, I mean we can we can use as many analogies as we want to. Yeah, life life has a has a particular way of uh, getting in the way. But, you know, that's the way it is. And so with that, I think we can sign off here. Once again, I'm the Pirate Novelist. And as I would say, even when the waters are the roughest, or when the waters get rough, please keep on sailing because I know you can make it. I don't know what fucking analogy he just came with, but but basically what I'm trying to say is don't do dumb shit. If you're going to do dumb shit, don't get caught. That's all I'm saying.